Uh, welcome to the Star Tribune, whether you're watching us on video, audio, replay, live. Um, love to have all of you. I am Michael Rand. Got Chip Scoggins here with me as well, columnist from the Star Tribune. Chip, you were in Chicago a week ago, saw the twins down there, and uh, it was a much different time, um, if, if, we're, if we're being honest, uh, because at that moment, you wrote about it, uh, everybody was mad at Josh Donaldson for you know, kicking dirt, getting ejected um, from a pretty meaningful game against the White Sox, one that really looked like it was going to take the Twins out of any kind of meaningful division contention. They were, you know, suddenly they were three games back. The White Sox had the, the tiebreaker. Um, what a difference a, a less than a week makes. Here we are, the Twins, uh, as, of, as of right now, half a game up on the White Sox after uh, doing well the rest of their series against the Cubs and, uh, and handling the Tigers uh, to, to this point. Um, what, do you, what do you make of the, the, the quick turnaround here and kind of what it might mean for their postseason fortunes? They needed robes. Oh, it took his robes, right? Now we love Josh. He bought robes. Donaldson's a genius. Donaldson's a genius. I was gonna, uh, that reminds me, I should have worn my, I should have worn my robe. I was thinking about wearing I don't, a robe. I'm going to save it for I, I've never had a robe. You've never had a robe? I've never had a robe. I, I, are they, am I missing out on something here? Is well, there... I'm not like a, I'm not like a classic robe guy. I don't like hang yeah. out with my robe a lot, but I do have one. I've had them at various points in my life. They're, they're kind of nice. I mean, you know, like, we're, this isn't really, we're kind of heading into robe season, right? Yeah. It's, you know, right now it's, you know, early fall, late summer, <laughs> so it's like 80 degrees tomorrow. Not really robe weather, uh, unless you're, you know, the dude from Big Lebowski. <laughs> That's right. But, you know, when it gets chilly, like on a chilly yeah. morning, you know, something to throw on with the slippers and have give yourself, you know, instead of a blanket, it's like a wearable blanket almost. It's kind of nice. You, uh... You go out and get the paper in the robe. Is that that's what you have to no, do? No, no, I don't go. I've, I've done that before, though. It's it's a classic move, right? It's like it's, yeah, yeah. Like like I think every in every John Hughes movie from the eighties probably some kind of establishing shot of a you know some guy in the movie getting his paper in the robe. Well, I have to think that uh, the robe thing is going to be on sale, probably uh, right. The, they're going to find some way to make money off this. I'm guessing. Okay. I thought, I thought you were. Gonna, I thought you were taking a cheap shot. I thought you were saying the robes are going to be at a deep discount because they're no, no, no. It'll <laughs> okay, it'll okay. be their thing, and, and they're having fun sale. with it. Okay, Got yeah, it. that's right. In, in the in, in the uh, in the gift shop there. Um, yeah. No, it's crazy. Like a week, uh, mm -hmm. it just looked like a foregone conclusion that they were going to finish either fourth or fifth and have to play the Yankees again. I think everybody just assumed something. I don't want to say miraculous, but something really like a curveball come that, that change it. Yeah. And we, uh, the White Sox obviously have gone in the tank and the Twins have gotten hot. And now it looks like, you know, it could be no, – Coin flip, basically. They don't have the, you know, they don't have the uh, destiny in their own hands. Uh, the White Sox still have that. But um, now you're looking at probably, what, three possible different opponents uh, that will be determined this weekend who they play. But I like the fact that they have – you're starting to see some home runs. I think their pitch has been really good all year for the most part. Um, and they're just playing – they seem to be playing loose right now. They, yeah. You see the robe thing, but you just see that in a good frame of mind um, yeah. this last weekend. 
And so whether that carries over into the postseason, it still comes down to pitching and hitting, but I think they're in a good spot. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it's, a, it's been a, as much of it is as a turnaround in standings. It's a, it's a turnaround in kind of how they've played. Um, you know, for being honest, they've been pretty good all year. I mean, I'm just looking at their pace right now. They're on like, if this was a regular season, they would be on pace for basically 100 wins, 99, 100 wins. Yeah. And this has been, they're doing it differently. It, it hasn't been the offensive onslaught. The pitching's been there. Yeah, you know what I think it is too, Mike? And uh, I think as Lavelle had the stat today, only two games with their preferred lineup. Yeah. This year. yeah. And so I think, I think the fact that they're not doing it so much with the, with the home runs and the fact that the lineup has just been constantly in flux with these injuries and guys coming in and out, the fact that they've only had two games, two of what, 57, yeah. that, they, that they've had their preferred lineup, their, their a, a lineup. Um, yeah. and, and so, you know, maybe this uh, break will help them, you know, Nelson Cruz get his knee or hamstring, whatever it is, uh, back and arise. If he can, sounds like he may try to play this weekend, but it would be nice to see going into the season, you have your full lineup the way you would construct it on uh, opening day. Well, and the other thing we should point out too is their, their little mini surge here in the last week has not only caught them up in the division race, but the Yankees have lost a couple here. Mm-hmm. Even if the Twins do wind up as the second place team, um, they, they've got a leg up now on the Yankees to host. Yeah. That, was, that was starting to slip away. I think they're two and a half up on the Yankees now. And I, again, that doesn't feel like that should be as important in an empty ballpark, but both those teams have absurdly good home records this year. I think the Twins are like, they must be like 23 or 24 and five yeah. at, at Target Field. And I think they have uh, either the best home record in Major League or all of baseball, which. That's the same know, thing. Yeah, with, with yeah. <laughs> um, uh, without the fans, I don't know. Uh, if it's going to have that much of an impact being at home uh, in the postseason, But I think there is something to be said about comfort routine, just knowing, uh, you know, being in your own ballpark and, and all that comes with it. You're not going to have the crowd noise and all that. And I don't know if that would even really have a huge impact anyways, particularly yeah. on a Yankees team, but certainly they're doing something. They feel better at home and they're playing well at home. So obviously if you can get that first series, and have all three games there or two, however long it goes, uh, yeah. that's their advantage. And I would think now that's pretty much wrapped up, right? I mean, it would be stunning if they don't at least get that first series at home. It's not wrapped up. I think you would have to. They would have to. I think they're like two and a half up on the Yankees right now. Yeah. I think the Yankees could still have a tiebreaker. So, you know, it's still important to kind of scoreboard watch with the Yankees. And if, if the Yankees lose to – Toronto today, um, that, would, that would put the Twins pretty well in, in the clear. I think they just sure. one more game at that point. But, but yeah, and, it's, you know, the Yankees, you know, psychologically speaking, when, as we were kind of gearing up for this is probably what's going to happen, and now it's more of a, well, maybe it still is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, I mean, any ballpark, whether it's been Target Field, the Metrodome, or Yankee Stadium, they haven't, they haven't played well against the Yankees in the postseason. It's 16 wins, two losses for the Yankees. And actually, the two wins for the Twins were in, in New York. But – I think the biggest thing is not having to play in that little ballpark. Yeah. That's, that's a – I mean, even though both of these teams hit home runs, that's – I mean, it's a tough place to pitch. It, 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 you, when you're going against a lineup that just one through nine can hit it out and they, you know, they mm-hmm. top fly one 330 feet and it's out, 
it's pretty demoralizing, uh, even if it goes both ways. Yeah, and, and um, I just think as much as anything, if they're clearly comfortable in, in, in target field, and yeah. they, they play differently this year without fans for whatever reason, whether it's comfort yeah. or or, or being able to stay in their, their own home versus being basically quarantined in a hotel, which there are now. Every team is being right. quarantined in a hotel. So that's – you remove that from the equation too. Um, but I will say this, Mike. Mm-hmm. This feels like – I don't know if it's a flip of the coin, but it doesn't seem like there's that one team where you say, all right, everybody's playing for a second. This team's so superior yeah. in, in the American League. I just feel no, like – I agree with that. This is as wide open – um as i can remember now you know if you do have to play the yankees the history and you've got to overcome that and you've got to you know get past that gigantic hurdle but i don't if i'm the twins i don't feel like there's any team that just is so superior that you don't match up with them it's just you're gonna have to play better yeah i mean especially (laughs) if they they end up winning the division it could end up being um you know, it could end up being Houston they play, which, you know, sure. a, no picnic there, obviously. But, you know, Houston's not the same team they were, um, especially with you know, Berland, you know, mm-hmm. Berlander and Garrett Cole last year. That's a pretty good yeah. one-two punch. You know, Garrett Cole's in New York now. Verlander's out, you know, with Tommy, needs Tommy John surgery. So, you know, that's, you know, that's a little different uh, Houston team than they played before, too. Yeah, I would say of the teams that are still in the mix, you can play – I would probably put Astros as the most desirable at this point. Um, yeah. You know, Cleveland's gotten hot, and obviously in a short series, you'd have to face, uh, face Bieber game one. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you like the way uh, Maeda is pitching, but uh, Bieber, you know, you're facing Bieber in the best – probably going to win the Cy Young, you know, best pitcher of yeah. baseball now. So, um, in a short series, if you, if you have to face him, now, you know, uh, that's going to yeah. be tough. Well, Cleveland's lineup doesn't scare you at all. No. Um, they're one of the lowest scoring teams, but um, and the Twins have played well against them this year. And and my eight has been and last lights year, out. Right. Yeah, and, and my eight has been just lights out against them. I think he's three and zero oh and only given up yeah. one in three stars. So, um, so they would they would I would soon be your second on that list, and then you know Yankees would probably be the last of the potentials. But in saying that, I. I I still don't think this is the you know an overwhelmingly great. Obviously, Garrett Cole will be a tough game one, but yeah, I don't think their pitching staff is is what it used to be. What we right. what we, so um, offense has caught fire a little bit lately. They're yeah, they're I mean they're still I think they're top five in runs scored. Uh, yeah, in baseball and so uh, and particularly as you mentioned, if you have to play them in their ballpark where they can, you know, hit a three run homer easy. Right. Um, right. So, but I, I do like I, I you know I think. The, the way the Twins are playing now, um, they're on this kind of hot streak. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can carry that on into the postseason. I feel like if, and I wrote about this the other day, I feel like if they can get past this first series, I feel like they're not, a, regardless of opponent, I don't feel like they're perfectly suited for a best of three because Correct. As, as good as Maeda has been this year, I don't, I don't think you would still yet classify him as like, top five, top 10, like ace kind of guy. He's not a, he's not a Garrett Cole. He's not even a Shane Bieber. Um, he's not a Verlander when he's healthy. He's been really good. Don't get me wrong, but uh, he's still more of like a, a really good number two starter than probably a, a number one starter on a really loaded team. So best of three, if you, if, if you, your matchup with him is probably not 
your game one matchup is you're going to be at a deficit perhaps with the starting pitching. And then if, if, if you get shut down in game one, then you're really against it with the, the next team. But if they can get through that, um, there's really that, you know, I feel like their depth really plays in yeah. the, the division series and the, the ALCS because there's no off days. Those, those series don't have off days. They're all it's five in a row and then seven in a row. And with their mm-hmm. rotation being able to go five deep um, pretty well, I mean, if we're, if we're of the mind that your top three are probably Maida and Barrios and probably Pineda, I think is probably yeah. your, your three. And then, you know, if Odorizzi is healthy, Rich Hill, I like Rich Hill. Um, you know, you got an option with Dobnik if he's, if he's going again. I feel like once you stretch it out to five, their starting pitching becomes a lot. It evens out and maybe becomes in favor. Yeah, the thing I like is you have veterans, you have guys that have experience. A lot of that depends on Odorizzi and how he comes back and is he effective and, and a guy that you can put out there. Because, yeah, I think we've said from the beginning is that this team doesn't have that top number one guy that, okay, this is game one and, and you feel good, you're going to win it. But they have a bunch of two and threes on this rotation. Um, and yeah. so – you know, if Michael Pineda is your number three in, in a healthy and effective Odorizzi is your four, that's pretty good, you know, in the yeah. long series. And you feel good about um, the depth and just the different combinations you can throw there. So you're right. I think that, the, you know, the best two out of three, that's, you know, it's obviously better than the one, one game wildcard playoff where yeah. it craps you. But even, even in a three-game series um, – something fluky can really turn a, a series, but over the course of a, a longer series, you feel like uh, the better team's going to win the team with the, the more pitching depth uh, will show up. And so I do, I absolutely like their pitching depth. Um, you know, their lineup, uh, they're going to have to get a, a key hit, you know, at some point, not just yeah. rely on the home run all the time because that's, you know, it's kind of been a, you can't be feast or famine. I mean, they're going to have to, at some point they may have to manufacture it. We saw it last night in the game actually, but um but I do like I do like the fact that they have some veteran starters who've been in big spots before and um, you know have proven themselves and so I, I do think over a longer series their depth in that rotation um, will be a, will be a bonus. Well, let's let's go back to Donaldson. We joked about the robes at the beginning here. Yeah, well, he's been a it's been quite a seven to ten day stretch for him. Did you get? <laughs> I, it's so hard this year, and I know even though you were in Chicago. It, it's so hard this year, I'm sure, to get a feel for the reaction in the room because we're not in the yeah. room. Did, well, that's, yeah. Did you, have, did you have any sense at all of how that – of how his ejection was playing or sitting with other teammates? We heard Justin Morneau talk about it a lot, which maybe gives a sense of how it could yeah. be construed by some players. But Yeah, unfortunately, in the world we live in now, uh, we're not in the clubhouse and we're not around right. players. It's, it's this way, Zoom. And so right. – um, so you're not gonna, even if it was off the record, you're, right. you're getting those conversations. I, you know, I'm sure there were some guys that loved it. I'm sure there were some guys that, you know, whatever. And I'm sure there may be a few that, that bothered him because that was such a big spot for the team. Um, but I do get the sense that, you know, this is a proven veteran, former MVP. And so I think, uh, probably most guys, uh, we're okay with it. Maybe, you know, some of them probably felt the same way that the, 
umpires uh, <laughs> right. have been inconsistent and they just don't have the, uh, you know, kind of the status in the game that Josh Donaldson has that can speak out and say that um, he has that platform. And so, uh, but it, when they signed him, we knew they were getting an edgy guy, a competitive guy who was going to mm-hmm. occasionally ruffle some feathers or get in your face or do whatever. And so this is not out of character for him. Uh, we just haven't seen it so much day to day because we're not around the team and you can't get the personality of the team of, of being in the clubhouse. But yeah. Um, and the thing that I, I don't know if I was amazed by it, but it, it's just something you don't see. He doubled down on it. When, when yeah. He that was, the, that was the part. Did, that, yeah. There was, there was no apology. No, <laughs> he, no, I was like, I thought he, I pretty much nailed that. <laughs> yeah. He said he nailed it and then went further and said that uh, uh, all umpires or most umpires don't care. They yeah. just get the game over and go home. So I, I don't know if, if, you know, we know he got fined for the kick in the dirt. I don't know if, if Major League Baseball fined over his comments about the umpires. They may have just said, okay, we're going to let it go. But um, he, he clearly uh, has a strong opinion about umpires and, and that, that umpire in particular. And so, you know, the thing, I, you know, some fans loved it, Mike, and they're like, ah, they finally got that edge. They got that fire. Right. And I, I – that only takes you so far. You got to be able to pitch and, you know, will it help in the postseason? I think it'll help in the postseason that he's a good player. He's, he's, you know, he's uh, not intimidated by any situation. So I don't think it's so much that he's motivated or has fire. I just think he's a good player in in this team if they're going to win is because they have a better roster than they've had going into other postseasons. Yeah, I think that's mostly true. I think it's it's too reductive to say the reason they haven't had success in past postseasons is they haven't had that edge or they've been scared in, in some way. But, you know, that said, their, their play on the field in the biggest moments has showed that they've sometimes shied away from it, not, you know, not because they were bad players, but maybe because they, they didn't kind of have that, maybe in the moment they didn't have that belief. So the thing I do kind of like, and in, like intellectually, it makes no sense. I'm not this kind of <laughs> But I, I, when I watch Romo or I watch Donaldson, I'm like, okay, yeah, that that kind of thing plays in a clubhouse. Like that, you know, people, it, it kind of does fire guys up sometime, and, and that can cut both ways. But yeah. I'm curious to see if that if there's a certain edge to them where they they get some kind of unknown benefit from from this or, or you know, it's a it's brilliant by Donaldson though, because if you know if, if they lose, it's like well they lose anyway. They always lost. Yeah. If they win, it's like, well, here, here's the hero who. Uh, sure. Yeah. It, there's no downside uh, for him. And, no. Well, the, the thing is about like Romo. I mean, heck, he has three World Series rings, right? And he's he's closed out a World Series. Right. You add that on top of his personality, and he's not going to be afraid by any situation. No. He's going to keep attacking, and whether he wins or holds or gets a save or whatever, it's not going to be because. The moment was too big for him. The moment's not going right. to be big for Josh Donaldson. Now, whether they come through in the clutch or not, you know, they have to do that. But I, I do agree. I think that's more about um, just having been there and, and big game experience and and kind of their personality makeup more than I'm going to scream and rant and rave and and um, and do that. Uh, you know, I, does it play well in the clubhouse? I'm, I'm sure it does because we've seen it in other sports and and guys tend to get fired up by that, you know? And so I, I think this, you know, this is not a young twins team by any stretch. No, it's not. Absolutely built to win right now. And, and so you're, you're 
can, this is not the same situation that we've seen in years past where it's like, oh, this will be a good experience for them. Get in the postseason, get some experience. No, this is a team that's been in the postseason. They got veterans. Even their, supposedly their core guys are, you know, Byron Buxton is not young. Miguel Sano is not yeah. young. Rosario, Barrios. These are not young players. And so this is not some new thing. So they should go into um, a postseason with, uh, even though they haven't had any success, they at least have the experience and know what, what it's about and, and, and have an idea of what it's going to take to win. Yeah. It's the bigger, you know, right. The, the, can they win? Do they have the makeup to win is probably, it's going to dominate some of the headlines. I think the, the bigger questions you're right are, you know, do these guys, you know, do they, do they perform in the moment? Do they have the right mix? Are, are players kind of peaking at the right time? And you know what, I'll be honest, one, one guy that's got to be a little bit concerning right now, maybe more than a little bit, is Taylor Rogers. He's yeah. kind of your, you know, you, he's been he's said stretches where he's been so good, maybe spoiled us a, a little bit by being as close to automatic as you can get, both you know within the strike zone and just with results. But it hasn't quite looked as as sharp this yeah. year, and the results have followed. His ERA is over four. He gave up the go-ahead run. Again, tough situation the other night. He gave up the go-ahead run against Detroit. You know, obviously, it's extra innings. You start the game with – you start the inning with the guy on second. Sure. Out. So that counts as an unearned run, so it doesn't hurt him. But, um, you know, they end up rallying to win anyway. But, you know, just he's, – he's not been that kind of put-out-the-fire, almost-guaranteed kind of guy. That's well, you know, yeah. as, as good as, like, Duffy and other guys have been and then kind of filled that role. Rodgers is a concern. Well, that's the thing. I mean, he, he was so good last year. And yeah. like you said, it almost felt like any time he came on the field, it was game over, right? He was just that dominant. And so, no, right. he's been inconsistent. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. He's been, uh, you know, particularly if he goes on back-to-back days or it just hasn't been the same uh, level of dominance that we saw last year. And so that's a, absolutely a big question going into this. Uh, I don't know if it's their biggest question mark, but it's um, – you don't go in there with the same level of confidence that you would have had last year with him and so you know it might be a little bit of a wild ride in the ninth inning sometimes when you get in the postseason but but I do you know it'll be interesting to see how Rockwell handles it because you have options there I mean Romo we yeah. see out games Duffy I, you would feel confident I think if he was out there um so but in the short season you don't have a whole lot of time to you know, figure that out and so you just have to hope that Rodgers is is you know can regain his form or, or you know, kind of lock in a little bit more than uh, what we've seen throughout this uh, regular season. But um, I like the bullpen overall. I mean, I think, yeah. you know, I mean, they've obviously had some hiccups along the way, but um, you have guys you can trust in front of Rogers. I mean, whether it's Romo, May, Duffy. I mean, I think there's some, you know, I think that to me is not, you know, um, a major concern going into the postseason. But, but Rogers. Mm-hmm. Is, there's yeah. a little, the way he's pitched. You've got a healthy Buxton. You got to keep it that way. You got to hold. Yeah. You know, whatever is minor. You know, probably seems like minor to Cruz. Whatever he's dealing with, that they you know can make sure that he's ready to go. I mean, it, one thing we do forget is they were they were somewhat banged up going into the postseason last year. They didn't have their yeah. pitching by any stretch in their rotation. Um, they didn't have Buxton. They didn't you know Arias was playing on basically one leg. Mm-hmm. So there's there's some some things that they were overcoming. Kepler was was he just coming back and didn't quite? Yeah, and he's 
like he's starting to get locked in a little bit now again. Right. Like, um, and, and you know what it is interesting, Mike? How much different Buxton makes this team. Yeah, 100%. I mean, he is, you know, just in so many facets. And, it, it, you know, if he can just ever avoid the, you know, the injury bug and put together an entire season, I mean, he just makes this team so different when he's in lineup, both yeah. offense and defensively. Well, you can, he can score, you can score runs a different way with him than you can with anybody else on the team. Sure. And he can create a run in the way that other people can't. He's in the field. He's such a difference maker. And then we're seeing he's hitting, hitting the ball out of the ballpark with pretty, with pretty, you know, with increasing regularity this year. Yeah. You think about the other night, uh, was it not last night, but the night before where in the ninth inning, he chases down that ball in the gap and makes it look easy where I think a lot of guys, that's a double, right? Right. Right. you know, you don't have a chance to win in extra innings, but he just, just the value that he brings to the pitchers and defensively in, in saving runs. And um, it's, it's, you know, amazing the impact he can have on a game in multiple ways. Prediction time that we're going to end this. Do you think they, they hang on and or maybe hang on to maybe the wrong word, but do you think they end up with the division win or do you think this, this winds up in the, the four or five and, here come the Yankees again. I think they win it because uh, the White Sox have to finish up with the Cubs. And um, now who knows where, you know, what the Cubs mindset is in terms of resting players or whatever. But I think yeah. it's a tougher closing weekend than, than what the Twins are going to have. Um, so I think they hold on. I think they win the division. And then that sets up whoever it is they play. But I, I think, um, you know, maybe the White Sox are feeling a little bit of the tension, too, of trying to close out a – a division. I mean, this is still a young team for them trying to figure it out. And so um, I, I, I like the way the Twins are playing. I think they, I think they win and, and uh, repeat as division champs. I like it. It'd be fun. Could be, could be a fun postseason. We had a comment from someone on watching on Facebook. Uh, Joe said, with the current state of the Vikings, we really need this Twins team. to." <laughs> Amen. We almost Amen, made it Joe. all the way through without talking about the Vikings. That's right. Oh, man. Oh, it's <laughs> the Twins podcast. So we'll keep it focused on the, Man, oh, man. Thanks for watching, though. Little, yeah, little, little teaser. I'm working on a blog post right now that should be up in a little bit on uh, if the Vikings get blown out Sunday, will this be the worst start in franchise history? So look for that. Oh, wow. Chip, good stuff, man. Go negative, it. huh? Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> whatever, right. you know. I, I don't need much help. I don't need much That's help. Right. They're, they're leading me That's to right. that water. That's um, right. Thank you, Mikey. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks, you too. Yeah. yeah.